0: Two, What? Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be watching this next episode of Align with Lina. And as always, I love to bring to you ordinary people who, just like you, just like me, have gone through an extraordinary spiritual journey that have, has allowed them to awaken and come to know the truth of who they are. Because when we know the truth of who we are and we live by that truth, we become the love, the light, the peace, the the sovereignty that is so necessary in this world, especially now while we're in the midst of an ascension process. Not only are we gonna talk about creating holy relationships which are necessary for ascension, but we may even talk about ascension and explain what that's all about. So please join me in welcoming this incredible power couple Heather and Jason Powers, The Powers of Love. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for gracing me and my audience with your presence.
1: Good morning. Good afternoon.
2: We're so excited to be here. We've been looking forward to this. And it's what a perfect day that we're going into the, the new moon energy and Ramadan. Thank you for just opening this portal up for us.
1: And we are aligned with Lina. We
2: are.
0: Sure. Yes, yes. You know, the whole play of align with Lina is is simply because I don't want people to align with me, but it is about align with your own inner self. And Lina is the conduit that happens to offer so many amazing conversations you guys. Uh, maybe I don't I can't, I've lost track of the numbers 115 120 of these interviews that I've done over the last two and a half years. And it is absolutely amazing how these conversations touch people. And I will hear sometimes three months, six months, it's also listed on my podcast, and some I put on my YouTube, maybe a year later, I'll hear people say, I just watched that interview. And oh, my gosh, it touched me, it, it helped me in such a you know, however it is. So I know that each person that comes to be a guest here helps people find alignment within themselves. And that, to me, is what this is all about.
2: It really oh. is. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I, I was contemplating this yesterday. Um, we were actually talking about it, that there's there's one truth. And it the way that it plays itself out in all of our stories is so magical and so majestic and just the you know settling into we've been going through the course and talking about the specialness and letting go of that because everybody's story is so beautifully unique oh, and yeah. its own and it's the same truth that's coming through you know it's just
0: it is yeah. it's pretty amazing so i i always ask a question when we start these conversations you know when did you realize that things were not quite what they seemed but with you guys, I want to ask you when, when, how did you guys connect? How did you guys get to know each other? Because that was you—you you had mentioned to me like seven, seven and a half years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think, you know, not to be reverse here, but I think the story kind of would begin. But my, just real briefly, my awakening began after the twin towers went down, and okay. something happened. Something happened in two thousand one. I left a. Uh, I was part of a traditional Christian community church for many many years good decade serving in that community very active left it in 97 joined the world and just dived deep into all the world and all of its (laughs) pleasures and found out that's not really making me happy And, and when 2001 happened something shifted and i stopped meditation and I had what I, you know, we would term the awakening. I, I remember I cried the first time I, I meditated. I was like, "There you are, God." I love to pray. I love to connect mm-hmm. with God, the Source, you know. And mm-hmm. and that was something I did in my own private room. And once that happened, I realized, you know, Facebook came out, and I realized I was an awakener. I was here to plug into, you know, the system and really inspire, activate, and elevate one love consciousness, Christ mm-hmm. consciousness. Yeah. I did, it. I did it by vlogging. I would just do day to day. It would just be i've got a voice for god in here just speak through me god and um i happened to right after 2012 i did a video new year's 2013 about just i had this little lion hat on had gone on the trail and i'm like all right and i just did this little brief thing i said you are the light you're sustained by the light you're nothing but the light and it was just this heartfelt you know lion-hearted just have a great year everybody and uh Yes, <laughs> Heather happened to see that.
2: Yeah, it I was going through literally just the most cataclysmic time of my life. I had just in a period of 16 months lost my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my dog, mm-hmm. and my marriage. And it was it was pure grace and it was the most painful cracking open of so many, you know, layers and illusions around where i'd been and i also i think for the first time i i mean the awakening is that we discover that we are love right that's all that's all that we really are and sometimes i think we get so inundated with what's going on with life that we don't slow down enough to actually feel that and and spirit got me to a place where i was literally alone in my apartment which i called my chrysalis and i was Uh, I mean, I I was a captive audience to really hear the deeper truth and also face my shadows, face what was really, truly going on. And in that process, I stumbled across a video that he, this video that he put out. And it was so, I mean, I look back and I just think of how divine things really are because you could never, you know, the the math on it, (laughs) How, how could that be? Yeah. And when I saw him, it was it was such a deep recognition. I could feel my parents. I felt my dad. I felt, you know, that Christed soul that I resonated with because my relationship with God was the most important thing. And really all I had left, I, all I had, I shouldn't say left, it, I was recognizing that it was everything, and i saw that in him and reached out and it was just a pure it wasn't even romantic it was like i recognized this brother and so i reached out and he was in another relationship at the time and we just began a kind of a slow back and forth and it wasn't until we had a, a skype call together probably two two and a half hours and there was so much synchronicity around it but when we prayed together it was it was home, there was, it was, we had no idea what we were about to say yes to, but we knew that it was like, we almost didn't even have a choice. It was like life had brought us to this point.
0: Oh my goodness. That is so beautiful. Oh, wow. So a couple of things if you don't mind my highlighting that is just common in all of our journeys. And while Heather and and Jason join us, let me keep sharing. Uh, something that is common in all of our journeys is that we have to go through the process of breaking down and typically not always but more than likely we are going to do that breaking down through the loss of very significant relationships very significant um, maybe work significant uh, connection attachment to maybe a house if it's taken by a, a storm there are so many things that are that are here to activate the the awakening process and i i cannot stress enough and i was just sharing that with your story one of the things that is typical in an awakening is we have to go through that Oftentimes, doesn't have to be always, but oftentimes the loss of something really significant. Yeah. And as you lost your parents so much at one time, for me it was it was very similar. My mom's death is what started my awakening. It sent me into questioning things, and I, it's what had me really begin to realize that I was living in a bubble, in an illusory bubble. And I say she gave birth to me twice: once physically, and once her death was my awakening and my birth spiritually. So share a little bit more then about your your connection with each other. How was that in the beginning? But before you answer that, I want to know, where was the Course in Miracles in this? Mm. Where, where were you on the journey? Because I want to tie all this, obviously, to a holy relationship and what the Course teaches us. But where was your personal relationship with the Course in Miracles at that point when you two met?
2: Mm. Can I give it just a tiny backstory to jump off to that? Why it, why it resonated. Sure. I was just going to make the tie that, that both of us had a significant relationship with Jesus. I mean, that was really the common common thread. And I, that's what I saw without even knowing that, that there is a signature to that heart stream that when one has traveled that, I think we, there's a, re- a recognition. Um, and I grew up with my father and my I come from multi-generational pastors and being entrenched in that field. And so um when Jason shared the Course in Miracles, there was a, a deep resonance just for that pure, you know, signature of Jesus. So
0: Okay, so Jason, you introduced her to, to the course then. I did.
1: I had um I'd come across the course, just, I, you know, Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, Louise Hay, these were early teachers of mine. And, uh, I would always see ACIM. I'm like, what is this book? What is this? Everybody's referencing this core foundational book that I recognized. And I had a spiritual mentor in my life. And at the time she said, you know, Jason, you kind of moved past the course and where I'd gone to in my consciousness. But I'm like, I want to go back to it, Sharon. I want to, I want to understand this. And, I went back into it and and at first to be honest with you i was very uncomfortable with it because i came from a very very aggressive uh evangelistic church called the church of christ and and i was very active right so if you know anything about that like i had to leave everything about jesus god holy spirit salvation all that holy spirit i couldn't the languaging i'm like it brought up trauma i literally had trauma based on my experience that is a whole nother conversation but i felt such a resonance with it and i was part of a group and we met once a week and we go there and it was just early on in my first marriage and i just i fell in love with the course i i could not stop it and i've not been able to stop it i go through seasons i've done the workbook i've listened to the manual for teacher I've you know i've gone into it and i've let it rearrange me you know and and it's one of those things that's just remained a constant in my uh in our in our life
2: yeah it's uh, from early on he would always reference it and and at that point i think we had you know we had kind of taken different offshoots of where we were finding our growth as we often do you know we have these foundational pieces which so grateful for all the foundation you know including all of the growth in the in the bible and all of that and now seeing the thread through all of it but um probably right right around the time that we moved into our new home um I was just really asking for a 40 day process. I've had just different, different significant growth spurts through 40 day processes. And I knew that I was re- I was ready for another leap. And so I just I asked and I stumbled across this program from N- Lisa Natoli. And it was this very simple 40 day program. And I think what was so refreshing and so significant about it was. I mean, for as much a deep work as we've done, as diving into the esoteric and expanding our awareness in so many different areas, I was hungry for simplicity. I was hungry to get out of the uber spiritual, heady, like I just was hungry for simple. And this came in like such a breath of fresh air. And I went through it once and um it, I think the course is such, it's like, it's like any other sacred text, it's, it's as deep as you are ready for it to take you. (laughs) And so you can go back through it over and over again. And I feel like just the wells and the caverns inside are opening up, but in simplicity, and it all comes back, like you said, aligning to your own truth christ within and that's really this last time we've been doing it together we're at day 36 i think and it has shifted us so big time um so much yes (laughs) yes i
1: have to say i mean this may tie it in and this may be earlier but when i was going through it you know lots of different major shifts but when i really understood what jesus was teaching about the holy relationship
0: Mm kind of like charlie
1: (laughs) (laughs) it it, uh i i just had a vision i'm like i know and it it says the course says that the holy relationship collapses time and space Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and i was just like please god that is what i want and i was in a marriage that just wasn't really working we were in therapy and i'm like please god what can we do you know and i'm just dreaming of my holy relationship partner like who you know i wanted my wife at the time to be that but she just wasn't interested i was too much too spiritual or just you know it wasn't she wasn't the right fit and so we graciously allowed that marriage to dissolve and we're still friends to this day, and raising yeah. our son together mm-hmm. but
0: um mm-hmm. god Oh, my gosh, I just love this love this. So early on in my journey, after my mom passed away, I ended up, um, I, I ended up feeling this sense that I needed to go see a psychic after I started reading a couple of books, that, you know, it's a whole different story, which is, it's an amazing, when I began to understand that life is a circle, it is not, there's no birth and death and endings, it is birth and death is an experience. And it's not the beginning, and it's not the end. It's just an experience inside of what is infinite. Mm-hmm. And I began to, to feel this, this pull to, to know more about the truth of Jesus. I grew up Catholic, so I grew up basically the way that we grew up. And I grew up in the Dominican Republic. Um, it's, the, it's the country where Christopher Columbus landed, so the story goes. The first cathedral of the Americas is there. That's where I did, I got baptized. I did my first communion. So all of this pomp and circumstance around the, the Catholic church and Catholicism and blah, 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 but I never saw a Bible. Um, all I knew is that some man always in a robe and a dress talked to us in Latin and I didn't understand it and it was always boring. <laughs> and my grandmother and my, my you know, the the all I knew is I was a sinner. I was a sinner, I was a sinner, I was a sinner. And so, of course, everything that I did had shame attached to it and guilt and stuff and and fear that I was going to go to hell because I was a sinner. Yeah. And when my mom died, I knew her very well. We were best of friends. And if there was a sinner, it was her. And I knew where she was headed. She was going to be on a rotisserie for the rest of eternity and <laughs> burning in hell. And that activated for me and Oh, we just lost our friends. So they'll, they'll be joining us back in a in a second. So I'll I'll go ahead and I want to make sure that they hear this part of the story because it's it's appropriate to what we're talking about here. So let me give them a, a chance. So here we go um so sorry about this. If no,
2: it happens no. again, we'll just keep going out and coming back. No, again. no,
0: no. Don't worry. Keep doing that cuz I just keep talking until you guys get back. You're brilliant. <laughs> but I wanted to hold my the rest of the story there, which was that I inside I felt always a love for Jesus, but mm. at the same time I was afraid of God. So, I began to to feel this call to learn about the more about Catholicism. And then I entered into reading some books written by elaine pagels that teach about how the catholic church was created and i began to understand the politics of it and that began to open my mind to that maybe my my feeling of jesus was true and my feeling of god was true but what was being taught was not so i i had this pull to go do a reading and i went and saw this wonderful lady in in a metaphysical bookstore here in atlanta and all of the readers are in the very back, and they're small little spaces, so you have to kind of walk through the bookstore to get to the back, and I went and did my reading, and she said to me, well, you know, Jesus has been trying to talk to you, and I'm like, get out of here, you now, I'm a sinner, you know, Jesus doesn't talk to sinners, and she, she was basically, no, he wants to communicate with you, and something about that just, absolutely shook me to my core it was like how can that possibly be so she said you're you're he's going to continue until you are willing to receive and I thought no no whatever so I left my reading and I'm walking out through the bookstore this was early on in my journey and you probably can relate I'm walking through a metaphysical bookstore with all kinds of sections wiccan, this and blah 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 and I didn't want anybody to see me. So I walk out and I kind of, you know, turn and this person was coming toward me and they kind of looked familiar, wasn't sure who they were. But in my trying to avoid them, I bumped into a, a bookcase I was in the middle of the, the, the aisle way and out moves this book. And when the book moved, it was um, the gospel of John according to, to Jesus or the gospel of Jesus according to John. Um, and it came out and I was like. Oh my gosh, I, by then I knew to pay attention to signs. So I grabbed the book. I said, okay, this Jesus is talking to me. So I took it home and that book was written by uh, these, these two French men who began a ministry helping basically the, the unwanted people, the ones who life had cast aside because they had physical illnesses or they were mentally unstable or whatever it was. And when I read how they used what John taught, that was Jesus's teachings, something opened up inside of me. And I realized, I don't know Jesus. My head's been filled with information about Jesus that doesn't match what I felt in my heart for Jesus. And that began an opening where I began to then receive information from Jesus and told me to quit my real estate job to become an awareness coach gave me the power of awareness teachings to share. I've been teaching that for, you know, 15 years. And people would ask me, is, is this based on A Course in Miracles? And I would always say, no, because I didn't even know The Course in Miracles. I thought, no, it's a book Marianne Williamson wrote and I haven't read it. And then eventually, <laughs> almost, I guess four or five years later, I finally had my encounter with The Course in Miracles because I was told I was ready, but it came through reading The Disappearance of the Universe. And that is when I began to realize, when I began to read The Course in Miracles, I began to realize why I had been given the power of awareness to teach. So my mind was very clear. There's only two voices, it's love or fear, it's the ego or God. That clarity inside of me had to be grounded before I could receive the simplicity of the course.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which in its simplicity it is the most profound profound like you said the layers and layers and caverns and and rabbit holes you can go down the course are infinite Mm -hmm. and what is striking me now is one section that I wanted to just read it's a it's just a a short little sentence and it's in the what is the resurrection Mm -hmm. and when I read that this 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 resurrection time just what last week i realized i am being called now to to embody this because that's what the course has done for me it has called me to embody another expand expanded self part of myself um, which to me translates to accept more of my christ itself so it's like less of mine and more of christ and which is perfectly okay because i really dig my brother jesus yeah. um, but let me read this one sentence God's teachers have the goal of awakening the minds of those asleep and seeing there the vision of Christ's face to take the place of what they dream. And waking up inside of this dream and realizing for a very long time, I need to do my work. It's not my job to wake up anybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I, I teach what I teach. I coach what I coach. It's there. I put it freely. YouTube all over the place. You take what you want. This is now telling me the teachers of God have the goal of awakening the minds of those asleep and seeing there the vision of Christ's face to take the place of what they dream. So now I've got to see every single person for their powerful self, mm. which I knew that, but now in the time of ascension of mass awakening, I I cannot walk around pretending that you're you're asleep, and you're in your story. And Mm -hmm. I I don't say or do something. And it's not that I'm going to go poke at anybody who's asleep, but I am being way more deliberate about speaking the truth. And I do not mind that it has cost me a whole bunch of friendships and people. Mm -hmm. I've never been unfriended so much (laughs) except (laughs) by so many in my spiritual community because I realized how many are asleep in the spiritual community because the true understanding of awakening didn't make sense to me until I studied A Course in Miracles. Mm -hmm. And it is the book that most of my spiritual friends think they know but have never studied. Yeah, It's fascinating.
2: You know what? It's i marvel at just the connection this morning because I, I was telling jason i was in the shower um because w- this last season we have also been unfriended by you know many of our um, friends in our spiritual community who we thought we were in. if you're watching this hi hey guys we, we love miss you. you we love you and miss <laughs> you and um you know i recognized that i i hadn't fully tapped into the grief i was feeling about that and and relating it back to when i left my Christian community because I, I knew that I, I mean, what I was learning and what I was discovering inside was no longer in alignment with staying there. And this time it was a little bit different. It was, you know, people fearful of where we were headed um, and really being okay with grieving that, you know, not that it's out of order, but the human part of that, recognizing that that's just kind of where we are. And it does cost a lot to speak the truth in love. And I think we're learning what how how powerful love really is. We say that love is the most powerful force in the universe. But to love someone enough to tell them the truth and know that the comfort of the relationship is not as important as speaking your heart. And if they're ready for it hallelujah and if not then then we have different you know journeys and that's okay and and I just,
0: and that, oh go ahead please
1: i just really want to just really touch on the point we were saying this to last night to Heather that the voice of fear is so loud right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i said last night our voice needs to be loud, just we need to meet it we need to get our voice out there not to it's not screaming wake up people you sleepers you sheeple stop you know it's just like you said jesus was able to heal because he only saw the christ in them Mm -hmm. he saw the god force he Mm -hmm. saw the the true selves and you know this 40-day process we see the king we see the king in you we see that Mm -hmm. only that and uh that is not so easy to do, but that's why we do the practice. That's why we do the work to realign our mind. But you know, just that quote you just said says it all. So, thankfully, yes. this voice is is being hopefully inspiring <laughs> those that are listening.
0: Yeah, but this this is why uh, understanding, and we've lost them, and they'll they'll be back. Understanding what the course is attempting to teach us about the holy relationships is key. Because inside of the understanding of the holy relationships, we really come to know. And what I was just sharing is that inside of understanding, um, let me put you guys on the screen. One of the things that I was saying is that inside of understanding what the course teaches about the holy relationships is that I finally understood what love really means. And it wasn't until I dove into the teachings of the holy relationship with, which I have a, a really fun relationship with Jesus. And I was like, okay, I see why you brought me the Course in Miracles when you did, because I was in my my former marriage, not the father of my children, the man I married after that. And I was in the middle of a, a relationship that started off as soulmates. We absolutely knew we were soulmates, but after learning the course, it was a holy relationship designed to, to activate uh, a deeper awakening in both of us, but send us in onto different paths. And when I received the instruction to read the Course in Miracles, Ken and I, it, it was clear we we had just gotten married, but there were other things happening with my one of my sons who started a, a drug adventure at the same time that I got married, and that began to activate. Friction in the, in the relationship. Hmm. And as it started to activate friction in the relationship, my husband was feeling jealous because of all the time I was spending with my son. It began to invite me into understanding what love is. And that's when I began to understand my spiritualized ego because Ken would be upset, jealous that I'm spending time with Spencer. And I'm basically saying, you know, it's, it's, you're a grown man. You, you know every irritation is an invitation. Look at your projections. Look at what, what is this about you? And he began to then recite back to me all of the things that, that he had learned from me. We met, he came to one of my workshops and was my assistant for like two years before we got married. So he knew what I taught inside and out. So he started uh, spewing to me what I was teaching him. And I went, <laughs> wait a second we we're this these are two spiritualized ego sparring this is not love and using beautiful words to to judge and cut each other down and i was i was led to read the course i read the whole book in 2 weeks i couldn't put it down cover to cover my
1: goodness
0: i could it, it was like i was wow. drinking yeah i was drinking healing yeah. waters it yeah. it just every word had a frequency i couldn't stop it was I cleared my calendar for two weeks. And once I got to the end, I was told you're going to sit inside of the manual for teachers and you're going to embody these 10 characteristics. Mm. And we're going to start with defenselessness. And I was like, what I'm not going to (laughs) defend myself against all these spiritual attacks from my beloved. (laughs) Are you crazy? That's when, when I really started pushing back in what Jesus was teaching me and Mm oh my gosh, so many different (laughs) things happened that I was basically told, all right, Missy, shut up and listen. (laughs) (laughs) And when I began to to listen to what was happening in our relationship, I realized I didn't know how to love. Not, Not the way the course teaches. I only knew conditional, manipulative, you know, giving to get transactional love. Mm -hmm. And I, the mother in me, the love for my son going through his drug adventure who was every day, I did not know, is this gonna be his the the night that he overdoses? Um, Mm -hmm. And I began to feel comfortable with that love meant freeing him that his journey was not about me, it was his journey. As Jesus Mm -hmm. was guiding me on how to deal with Spencer, I was realizing that I didn't know how to love a partner Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: that, how did you guys come to understand that kind of love? Because I feel it from the two of you there, there is no doubt in my mind that the two of you practice the kind of love that frees the other to be themselves. I've I've never felt any, any manipulation or any, any, because I can tell that in couples, the way that they speak to each other, I can, I can hear the the manipulations, the jabs that put each other in their place. Mm-hmm. And also that you owe me and don't say this, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I never felt that between the two of you. So how did you guys get to the place mm-hmm. where that pure, holy relationship kind of love is so present and evident in your relationship?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Lena. Great question. Yeah. You know that Heather mentioned the first time we ever we first came together on a Skype call. You know, I thought it was a practitioner session, so I was ready to pray with her and, and to support her and whatever she was wanting. <laughs> was like, and that's not no. what she wanted, but <laughs> nonetheless, we we communed in the prayer field together. And yeah. I didn't know what was going to go up in this relationship, but I, I say this because <clears throat> the prayer we 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 call it the garden. Our the garden has saved our. Uh, our rears, so many in our <laughs> oh, relationship <yeah. laughs> that, you know, we've often said we actually have been guided to redirect this conversation because we say our our second address is the cauldron. We've surrendered to the fire. The, the fire is a mm-hmm. pure divine love that mm-hmm. this is not about us. This is not about us getting, you know, Heather's been in a couple of marriages. I've been in a marriage. This is, we knew that this was a divine appointment mm-hmm. by God, by to, to, we know what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that we're here to, to be a voice of love mm-hmm. and whatever we got to do, let's just, we closed the door a long time ago and said, let's just get on our knees when we need to get on our knees and surrender the ego. We know that the ego, you know, I mean, that's the hardest part when you wake up to the ego and you realize that there's this entity whatever this 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 presence you know that's guiding your every decision that's actually destroying everything that's ever good and you want to kill it you just want to go stop get out of my life (laughs) stop it you're messing up and you go wait a second let me redirect you you're my i need to love you and just get in the back seat and let love be the guide and and that's a consistent work that's our our dharma, you know, that's our 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 work here is, you know, I I I want to present another book that's been something a big catalyst for us is by uh, Andrew Harvey and Chris Sade, and it's evolutionary love relationships and it's how your relationship, what we require on planet Earth right now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is evolutionary love partnerships, mm-hmm. that that's the most sacred activism you can do and to be the embodiment of what Jesus is teaching in the Course and teaching about the holy relationship and we know As a that unit. that that's there's yeah. nothing more important you know there's been times in this 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 season that we've been yeah. in since 2020 in this you know crowning moment of planet earth um that i would be fearing what's going on in the world and i just you know you have a young child and you're just seeing what's going on and i'm i'm one to want justice on the earth and want truth and i have a hard time with lies and 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 deceit and but I realized what it was said, uh, Nook Sanchez, one of our dear oh. friends, you know, we're reading her book mm-hmm. and she's such a beloved friend and sister of ours and adore her. And she said in her book, The Only Relationship, she said, if two or more sincerely join in his name with the one desire to accept mm-hmm. the peace of God together and nothing but the peace of God, the whole world would be completely changed.
0: Mm-hmm. So true.
2: It's, oh and my so gosh.
1: it's like, it. there's nothing else. It's 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 heaven or bust, man. It's, we're not going anywhere. Yeah,
2: it keep- is. We, I think what's been so, because we are still working at that and it's getting, there's more and more of who we are individually and as a unit that's inhabited by that awareness, like the catching the arrows before they fly, you know? Um and it's, I love that you say the spiritualized ego, because in the spiritual communities, what love is, is so mythologized to a point of deep, deep suffering and darkness. And, you know, there's, there is an agenda to, to attack these kinds of relationships because when they are.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. What they are saying, I completely get there is there is definitely something going on in within, you know, in the religious uh, uh, realm, but also in the spiritual realm, there is definitely, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, there definitely is an agenda that has been in the in the religious realm. And also now I'm now I'm seeing it more clearly in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And and it is the the religious realm focused so much on the fear of God and the punishment and hell fire, you know, that kind of thing. The spiritual side focuses so much on sending people to, you know, the, the light and kumbaya and crystals and cancel, cancel the whatever. I don't want to think about that, even yeah. though we all espouse that we create our own reality. But there is, there is you can go into the darkness so far to look at your your own inner stuff to a certain point, mm-hmm. but never to move past your spiritualized ego, which is the place that we criticize and judge from, mm-hmm. even judge from these beautiful, you know, espousing these beautiful spiritual truths. Um, and that that is such a tricky thing to look at because it requires an incredible amount of honesty. And that's yeah. the last thing our ego wants us to, to recognize is that we we need to be brutally honest and admit that we don't know it all. Admit yeah. that we're not right. Yeah. That there has yeah. to be another way. Yeah. And that that is definitely one of those challenges. So yeah. Yeah. continuing your, your yeah. share because that is that is powerful.
2: It is. The spiritual ego, I think you know, Richard Rudd and the Gene Keys really puts it in a really helpful way. He talks about this sense of vanity that we have that conceals. It's like the the that spiritualized ego literally follows us to the heights of expanded consciousness in this human experience. It's like the last thing that's hanging out because we're always blinded by our own light. And I know that that's why relationships that are willing to do this kind of a deep dive together, because it's always you're in each other's mental virus (laughs) and you're in each other's freedom, you know? So Mm -hmm. whatever you're mirroring back and forth for each other, um, it it takes a lot of deep, Contemplation and really, like you said, ruthless self-reflection to go. This is all me. What what am I doing to contribute to this problem here? And do I really want peace, or do I just say that I want peace because my ego thinks that that sounds better? And the course has helped so much. I mean, I I, I literally the first time I went through this forty day program like you said, when you go through these kinds of deep dives, a lot of times things get worse before they get better because everything that was being concealed and hidden from your, your presence that you are not allowing your, your Christ itself to see is going to just come rushing up.
0: That's right. And I remember
2: Jason going, You're getting worse. <laughs> What's going on where, what, you know, all this spiritual work. And, And it really was, it was like every suppressed fear, every anger, every manipulation was just like, and on the second time through to be able to each day come to each other and reflect on just the pieces in total honesty and without shame Mm -hmm. and just go, this is what it is. Else we wouldn't be having this problem. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it is, it, like you said everything that gets concealed has to be revealed yeah. how else is it going to get healed there's no way you can't heal what you don't see you know so much of the carl Jung um, psychology is centered around that and when you understand that this is a psychological process the course of miracles is is half psychology half mysticism you know it's a combination yes. of christian mysticism and buddhism And combined in such a way that if you take it as a psychology um, exercise to understand what, because no upset is for the reason that you think that it is and delve into it and peel the layers. What is there at the bottom of it all is the purest love that has been blocked, that that's all that it is. You know, I was talking to... um, one of my clients was asking me in one of the classes the other day. This is last week. Somebody had just lost their their beloved, and they were in very deep grief. And it was a contentious relationship that they had had. And when she asked me, "Why am I grieving so deeply?" and I said, "You know, grief grief is only one thing. It's an indicator of all of the love that was withheld." And that just hit her. I said, "Because if you." freely love, if your love is completely given, what is there to grieve? There's only the gratitude for, for what what you experience and what you still keep the connection stays doesn't mean you don't have tears and sadness, but there is no grief, grief is going to the place of pain that gets opened up. Mm -hmm. So thank your beloved for passing because he just gave you an invitation to healing. But it's such a hard thing to understand that the juiciest most delicious most vibrant most passionate creative and freeing love that exists is the one that is hidden way way below all of our mental bullshit and all of this trauma and all of these things is absolutely a cover that is like the wrapping on the present you've got to take the wrapping off to get to that gem that is inside Mm-hmm. And how beautiful, Jason, that you gave Heather the space to unwrap before your eyes. And it this it does get worse. <laughs>
2: We're we unwrapping. take turns, we yeah. take turns. <laughs>
1: it's it's a it's a back and forth. And, um you know, I mean, it's it's interesting because you, I mean, two weeks of going through the Course of Miracles by yourself is not something that many on this planet will do. Um, those <laughs> that sit up and they go, "Oh, what a Course of Miracles! Oh my God, what is this saying?" <laughs> it is, you know, it's 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 simple and it's complex at the same time, and it's a paradox, you know, uh, of the sort. I remember when I was actually in the course, I was reading it, and I realized, you know, the idea that, you know, that um, uh, darkness doesn't go anywhere it's just when the light switch turns on you know there's this idea and i'm like wait a second in the without anything happening it is dark and the dark's okay I've, and and in the dark when i'm okay and, and my light shines this idea that the course brought me to in my own journey but ultimately it keeps saying the same thing you are love <laughs> yeah. you are love yeah. and love is the truth of who you are and when you return to love, is that's why everyone thinks Marianne wrote it because she understood the message of it is the same message over and over and over again, is that you are the presence of love and you're awakening to understand that and awakening in the dream, having the happy dream because, and that's what's kept me in a humility, like we only know in part, we're just seeing perception, we're still perceiving each other. We're still perceiving the beloved. We're still perceiving the world we're living in. And we want to purify our perception Mm -hmm. by doing the work of of returning to love, returning, you know, getting the the, the voice of love to guide your presence, to guide your actions, to guide everything you're doing and not fear manipulation control mechanisms that we do. And that's where there's no greater work that we can do in the world is to just be the embodiment of the love that christ teaches there in the course of miracles and literally we you know we just got done doing a seven week workshop with paul levy who talks about the wetiko Mm. mind virus so good very young Ian understanding that you're living a dream you you can dream awake your life
0: Mm. yeah yeah
1: it's just you know but we haven't arrived and our commitment is clear it's like it's just it was at saint oxbury said that love is not gazing inwardly at each other it's gazing outward in the same direction mm-hmm. and our commitment is to look out in the world serve the world together and and do it as best as we can our individual sovereignty mm-hmm. and are combined the one and the two and the three we say mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the one that i'm one with the one with the i am presence the god presence the christ presence in me and i'm in partnership with this beautiful goddess who's in her one and we are two still functioning as one and two with the three,
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the Holy Spirit, our, our, our Christ itself sitting above.
2: Our golden child, the child that, yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. so beautiful. Every day, I will say, I think, you know, since we, the journey of, of.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, we will definitely wait for them to come back because she was about to say something beautiful about the journey this journey that we are on that it is an ongoing journey, it is a journey of returning, returning to the truth of who we are. And that is absolutely, you know, just a beautiful, powerful process that we go through. So the returning you were talking about the returning to the one
2: Yeah, just this, you know, I think everything in our life this past year, and I I would imagine that for many people that have been doing a deep dive, what this past year has really provided for us. And for us, our life took off in ways that we never could have anticipated, while, while it felt like many others were going in a different direction and working with this material seriously on a daily basis and freeing us up has literally shifted so much so quickly just by the sheer simplicity and just the encouragement of people that are just waking up that we've all paved a path that doesn't have to take maybe quite as long you know going down into all the the rabbit trails and for some that might be an enjoyable adventure but this is it's it's profound and deep and simple work, and I'm so grateful.
0: So grateful. It it really truly is profound and deep, and it is it is absolutely beautiful and wonderful to be able to to connect with you guys and talk about not only the Course in Miracles, but the the beautiful aspect of realizing that at some point spirituality in and of itself, when the ego gets hold of it, it can be just as, as brutal mm-hmm. as uh, organized religion or atheism. It can be just as brutal at blocking what wants mm-hmm. to express. And, and it, so it's just so much, so much fun to be able to have this conversation. I could talk to you guys about so many things. I mean, I've got so many ideas of things I would love to talk to you and get your take mm-hmm. on. Um, but the time, of course, is, is limited for today. What a paradox. You know, our time is limited today, even though we're unlimited eternal beings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> playing the game, playing the game. Yep. Share. share um, so if somebody is listening to this and they're going, what is a holy relationship? What, what exactly is that? What are they talking about? Can you share that in, in mm-hmm. your own words of what what does being in a holy relationship mean? And what do you have to do to prepare for that, which is what the, the Course in Miracles to me wants us all to enter into with one another Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. well I think just briefly I'll just give my little take on it I think it's it's the ultimately the holy relationship is the is the Trinity so we found that you know when two people are Mm -hmm. committed to a love so a source of love that's higher than my own personal needs because the opposite of the holy relationship for those listeners is what the course says the special relationship mm-hmm. which Linus said at the beginning transactional barter and exchange if yeah. you say i'm sorry then i'll say i'm sorry i need to get what i needs are you complete me this idea mm-hmm. and when we come into our sovereign place that i am the presence of love itself and she's the presence of love itself and we we call forth another presence that pulls us out of the junk that 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 guides us that we have a guide or mentorship a, a something beyond us that will call us if we're still willing, you know, the course always talks about just a little bit of willingness. If you're willing to surrender to something yeah. that is greater than the I, that will call you forth, and whatever that looks like, the course is just one path. But your commitment together uh, for a greater good, and it doesn't have to be heroes, superheroes. We want to put our superhero. At least I do. I want to put a super <laughs> cape and and go out there and save the world. But ultimately, I know at the end of the day, if I'm not doing it here in this relationship then it's just for not and so this is my greatest work and my commitment Mm -hmm. is to be this presence um and so just calling forth that higher love that's what simply it means to me
2: yeah it's beautiful i you know there's there is a beloved relationship that can be a holy relationship but i think we're learning especially in the communities that we're involved with now that are are meeting each other at a at a deeper level of openness and trust that we have holy relationships we are are able to have holy relationships with anybody that is has the same trajectory north star of becoming more of our god selves together and if that's the aim if the aim is to really embody those these re- holy relationships catalyze the different fractals of ourselves that are ready to be recovered for love and how beautiful you know the communities that we've gotten to be a part of with you Lina that you know I think many of those relationships are now picking up above the clouds of specialness and really opening us up to creating a net of light across the planet of that kind of relating to each other where people are yeah. taking personal responsibility for their own field, the trash in their own circle. And then, then being able to be and offer that presence, like Jason said, in each relationship and we're finding each other, those holy relationships are,
1: you know, and I'd also say just real quickly, cause we didn't really talk deeply into and that's a whole other conversation is the ascension because that's right. a big part, you know, I'm getting ready yeah. to voice uh, an audiobook series of all about ascension science. I'm excited. Uh, uh-huh. But cool. the cool thing is, and it just, Spirit just whispered, ascension is grace. Mm-hmm. Like when you're doing this work, ascension just Amen. is, it's just happening. You don't yeah. do anything yes. except surrender to something greater than yeah. that. And that, you know, you become buoyant, you become, you rise yeah. up and it's from doing this deep work inside our own heart that we rise up and keep seeing the fountain you know we've seen it so many times with hugh jackman where it's in that surrendered state where he is ascending and surrendering mm-hmm. to this love surrendering to loving one another as christ as god loves us is is the call it's simple you know we make it more complex but it's really simple it's easy
2: to say you know yeah. all the wedding ceremonies and and verses it's like it's so easy to say all these things, yeah. but- to embody them is and that's where we're at. I think we're moving from knowing to being. Knowing doesn't work anymore, you know yeah. it's just it's it's a step and it's an important step. And then there's being, which is a whole yeah. different world. It is
0: it is a whole different world and um, you know, the the way that I've because of being a teacher for so long, my my gift is breaking things down into simple, simple steps, you know, like irritations are invitations to see your ego's motivation. Very simple. That's it. And all my clients, everybody's ever taken a class from me, go, oh my God, I just had an irritation. Wait, it's an invitation. Let me go check <laughs> I in. Can't remember that. Simple <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but the other the other way to break this down is that we go through a process of information gathering. Mm-hmm. And that information then has to go through integration. If you don't integrate it and and have it become a truth inside of you, you cannot transform. So integration and you know information integration transformation, and the transformation is to to live the embodied self in the physical form. Yeah. So you literally are transcending the form is your reality, but you infuse your form with the reality wow. that becomes your your manifested embodiment, yeah. and. If we don't understand that, and this is this is what going back to what I read to you earlier from the Course in Miracles that that God's teachers have the goal of awakening the minds of those asleep, is to walk the truth with with. I used to be um, I used to be scared to be so uh, embody my truth, and I would kind of cover up my truth. And I don't care because now that I'm under no laws but God's. Anybody who has an issue with me, I see as a brother or sister calling for love. Yes, They're calling for me to say, hey, it's okay for you to choose that. You're powerful enough, which is what my son taught me. When I saw him making the choice over and over and over again to drug and to to get so wasted and so, you know, his, his life was basically falling apart. I would say to him, you know, that's the way you're choosing to use your power today. That's perfectly okay. So to my family and friends, you want to, you know, you want to get the vaccine. Good for you. That's your choice. The consequences are all yours. You're a powerful creator. You know, you want to do this. It's your choice. You're a powerful creator because I have found that the most loving thing that I can do is recognize everybody's power. Yes. Instead of thinking I'm giving it to them. Let me hear yes. so you can turn it on or you can, okay. I can give you the power. That's what transformation has done for me is to know that everybody here is god choosing to have the experience that they're having because that's where they want to be right and isn't that the most beautiful thing to just free everybody to you're using your power how you want to before i would judge what they were doing now i'm in all whoa that's what you want to do how cool you want you want a mask and you want to get the job and you want a drug and you want to you know uplift and you want to go up against the the supreme court and you want to stand for freedom of choice and you want to stand for black lives matter and you want to say how cool that everybody's is just god doing what god wants to do yeah and now it's so it's so entertaining um
1: (laughs) you feel free that feels like freedom to me because the judgments and those have to's and those you know, as you say, I mean the irritations of what people are doing outside of you. Yeah, you, it sounds like you've got a a path to freedom that has liberated you to love. Uh,
0: continuing, continuing, because it, it it does expand. And like you said, ascension it's like breathing. It's it's yeah. happening. You you guess you you cannot stop the it's ascension process, but it is it is absolutely happening. How can people find you? Where where can they go? I was trying to figure out, they've changed my system, so now I can't post it up here. Um, but how can people find you?
2: Uh, so they can connect with you. We would love it. Well, we're we're both on Facebook. We have Powers of Love on Facebook as well, at the Powers of Love. And then if you go to our website, thepowersoflove.com, and drop us a line. We love to connect with you. And, you know, we've got a, a newsletter that will we're We're kind of in the process of revamping we're, our website and everything rebranding, because like you, we're kind of moving from this more embodied state.
0: Yeah.
2: Our service looks a little bit different and how we present it and the language around it and just coming from a different place. So everything is ascending and upgrading, but join us there and we would love to connect.
0: Well, I will definitely add it into the chat in as one of the comments, the powers of love.com, because, you know, it's there really is a shift and I want to play. I just for me, the my playmates now are are the those truth seekers, not even seekers. To me, I gave up seeking a long time ago. I'm not lost anymore. Yeah, I got God found me. Well, I found God where God had always been. But I, I'm not a seeker. So this is for truth embodiers. And it's a different, it's a different frequency. It's a different relationship. It's a different process. Everything really changes. And no, so we just lost them again. Hopefully they'll come back so we can do a proper um, gratitude for having them on, on a line with Lina. But it is, it's a whole different ballgame. And these beautiful playmates are absolutely amazing. incredible and I want you guys to really get to know who they are in the powers of I will put this but it is absolutely for me just a really fun fun opportunity to to play in a different frequency and and it is it's not that any of those who were our playmates before not that they're doing anything wrong just everybody is where they are the the grace that we experience when we just recognize everybody is playing, it, wherever they are it's okay it's by choice everything mm-hmm. is by choice ultimately by a sovereign choice mm. um so i was just saying that i'm so grateful that you guys are uh some of my new playmates because i really like playing in the happy dream and yeah you know so it's uh i want to give you guys the last word so what what nugget of wisdom do you want to leave our audience with today
2: please mm. Can we go first no, go ahead I you know i I think you actually just touched on it a little bit. The happy dream I you know, I remember growing up, and there was a verse that just says, "The joy of the Lord is my strength, and i I when I hear Lord now, I think of the word love because that is the Lord of our hearts, right? And that was what our brother Jesus was teaching is that love is so powerful, it does dispel all of the other energies that oppose that joy and that this can be a joyful process and just, you know, take heart that there is, there is a place inside of all of us. If we're willing to shift our attention in every moment, that joy will take over joy, even in the midst of whatever is going on, if whatever it is, that joy is, that energy that is lifting us up that is buoyant and so we have that choice and just so much support we're here for you i know lena is here for you and it's it's a joy to do this together
1: i think i would just leave it with compassion Mm. you know i've been really on a journey of of compassionate witnessing just really more compassion for myself compassion for heather Mm. and this love that we are you know it's we're not perfect, you know, it's grace and compassion, like having just more compassion on each other, compassion on the world, compassionate on those that have forgotten who they are and they're doing the things that they think, you know, we forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Compassion for those that have forgotten. Yeah. Compassion for ourselves when we forget. Just, you know, this is a, we're on an evolutionary journey. I love the circle. This is, is, is just a beautiful process of remembering and, uh, and just be real and raw. I think yes, that's the best thing is like yes. we don't have this perfected we're in a perfecting process and love is guiding us love is one we've already won we've not gone anywhere we're in heaven now let's just remember <laughs> it and let's play like little kids return to yes. essence and let's have fun playing so we love you playmate we
2: appreciate oh, you so grateful for you
0: well on that note let's just thank everybody who joined us today and um it this was such a joy we may have to come back together and have another conversation on ascension or anything else you guys want to talk about this was absolutely beautiful thank you for joining us and and look for the next align with lina episode thank you so much love you guys love
2: Love you. you